0: the plan. We shall have world government whether you like it or not, by conquest or consent, James Warburg. Look around yourself what do you observe is it a world in chaos maybe a global pandemic trying to destroy human existence election fraud massive debt accumulation government tyranny endless wars famine injustice and the abuse of truth if you answered yes to any one of these then there's hope you're not brain dead and you're paying attention in this article i'm going to attempt to explain this upside down world who is behind it what they are trying to achieve and the means by which they intend on reaching their goals. More precisely, the total technocratic enslavement of mankind. In order to do so, they needed a set of agreed-upon objectives, a multifaceted, highly precise and well-thought-out operation, each component being compartmentalized and set into motion at its precise time. They needed a plan. The History In order to make sense of the current state of affairs, it requires a look back into history. Not the history that was decided upon by the mainstream academics, but real history. The untold, unvarnished story of how we got here, warts and all. Strap in, because we are going to go through this a little quickly as to save space. Let us take a look at a few major events in history that help explain the world as it is today. If we go back far enough, to the beginning, we would probably find ourselves in the year 12-15 on the fields of Runnymede, where we find King John of England capitulating to the rebel barons. John signed the Magna Carta which restored certain rights to the barons. Although, these rebel barons were no common folk, they certainly weren't blue bloods either. They were the rich of their day. It ended up that neither side adhered to the Magna Carta, later being annulled by Pope Innocent III. But believe me, The royals took notice. The royals all over Europe took notice. Granting rights to the unchosen of the divine was unheard of. They never wanted anything like that to happen again. Too dangerous. On the other hand, the wealthy also noticed. They almost pulled it off. They almost removed the major impediment to even more wealth the power of the king. A king being but another form of government. What if things were different? What if events could have been steered into a certain direction? They're going to need a plan. It's the year 1789 in France and a violently bloody revolution is taking place. We learn the term regicide after King Louis XVI loses his head to the guillotine. The Jacobins attempt to abolish everything known to society at that time, religion, government, markets and even time itself. They actually rewrote the calendar. This revolt was spun up and later led by an occult group called the Illuminati. This occultist group began in Bavaria in 1776 by Adam Weishaupt. One of their stated goals was to put an end to the purveyors of injustice, to control them without dominating them in the opinions of Illuminati members, that included religious worship and all civil order. After being kicked out of Bavaria, we discover they had infiltrated the ranks of Freemasonry, predominantly, the lodges in France. In so doing, they were able to influence public sentiment against the French government, religion, family structures and the world order at that time. It ended up an abysmal failure. By 1801 the power of a king was instilled into a single, Minuscule tyrant named Napoleon Bonaparte. It's time to revise the plan. Let us jump ahead to the late 19th century in the United States. The country just found itself on the other end of a bloody war, the treasury was deep in debt, funny money known as greenbacks were floating around and in danger of rapidly losing value. What was the government to do? The international bankers, who later we will call the Zionists, step up to the rescue. It's the year 1871 and the plan continues. The United States Constitution gets a rewrite, an act to provide a government for the District of Columbia or the Act of 1871 was adopted and the country ceases to be a republic. This act set up a 10-mile area known as the City of Washington which fell under the jurisdiction of the City of London and the City of the Vatican. It changed the United States from a federal republic to an international corporate democracy. It was important to do so because it surrendered the control of the Treasury to likes of the Rothschild dynasty. The U.S. debt would never be paid off again. The Liberty Beacon writes. In essence, this act formed the corporation known as the United States. Note the capitalization, because it is important. This corporation, owned by foreign interests, moved right in and shoved the original organic version of the Constitution into a dusty corner. With the Act of 1871, our Constitution was defaced in the sense that the title was block-capitalized and the word for was changed to the word of in the title. The original Constitution drafted by the Founding Fathers, was written in this manner, the Constitution for the United States of America. The altered version reads, the Constitution of the United States of America. It is the corporate Constitution. It is not the same document you might think it is. The corporate constitution operates in an economic capacity and has been used to fool the people into thinking it is the same parchment that governs the republic. It absolutely is not. At that time the U.S. was falling behind the Europeans who were enjoying an industrial revolution since the 1850s. In order to play catch-up, the Zionists poured huge sums of capital into the U.S. economy. An economic boom began as never before witnessed in human history. Millionaires began popping up like volunteer corn in a bean field. Names like Rockefeller, Vanderbilt, Morgan, Schiff, DuPont, and Warburg were dominating the headlines. Not just the super rich, but a larger group of small and medium businesses were beginning to dominate and, worse, to compete. These would be known as the Nouveau Rich or New Rich. In the opinions of the established wealth in the world, The international bankers, the Zionists, these people didn't deserve this wealth. They didn't possess the right genes. They weren't of any pure bloodlines. They weren't illumined. They were going to squander scarce resources on themselves and leave the real deserving bloodlines short of supply. There's only so much to go around. Something has to be done. The plan needs another revision. Enter socialism. At the same time the U.S. was experiencing its economic boom, a group of elitist authors, thinkers, entertainers and philosophers in Britain came together to form a group known as the Fabian Society. The main doctrine of the Fabian Society was socialism by incrementalization and through the back door. Their motto being, never admit with your mouth what your hands are doing. To learn more about Fabianism read the article, Creeping Communism the Fabian states of America. They have been extremely successful at slowly implementing socialism on world democracies. They do so by controlling the narrative and by always controlling how the discussion is framed. They know that all democracies tend towards socialism. There's no need for a violent Marxist revolution, the agenda just needs to be helped along from time to time. Another pillar of their society is eugenics, simply, the elimination of the undesirables in the world by any means necessary. Yes, they get to determine who the undesirables are. Simultaneously, Marxism was becoming more popular in the European universities. The only place a U.S. student could go and achieve a doctorate degree, Ph.D., at the time was in Europe. Marxist dogma, in turn, made the transatlantic voyage to U.S. shores and universities to join the ranks of the Darwinists who already had a foothold. A recipe for the breakdown and ultimate destruction of civil society was in the making. It was later discovered in the Dodd Report to the Rees Committee on Foundations, 1954, that the largest tax-exempt foundations were secretly planning to implement Marxism on the United States public since their very conception, some dating as far back as 1903. It wasn't because these foundations agreed with the teachings of Karl Marx, but Marxism provided an excellent way to control vast populations. It would be used as a tool to replace what was considered the American way of life with international collectivism. Those being investigated were the Carnegie, Guggenheim, Ford, and Rockefeller Foundations. Rockefeller, Gates and the Cabal Before you read any more, I would advise watching two outstanding documentaries by James Corbett of the Corbett Report, How Big Oil Conquered the World and Why Big Oil Conquered the World. These give a lot of clarity and insight into the motives of, not only the Rockefeller dynasty, but many other huge philanthropic organizations. It would be quite difficult to separate the Rockefeller dynasty from the plan. They played a key role in its creation. I don't believe there was a penny spent that didn't promote its continuation, whether it was the capturing of the medical sector, eugenics research, founding of the United Nations, international vaccinations, the patenting of viruses, the industrialization of China, funding of the universities, grants towards climate research, you name it, the Rockefellers were in the middle of it all. Along with the Rockefeller family, the Gates family also became key players in the plan, specifically, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Bill Gates and David Rockefeller align perfectly with their Malthusian beliefs that the population must be drastically reduced, and then strictly controlled. Gates agrees with Jeremy Bentham on the idea of a central panopticon. An absolute surveillance state where all human activity isn't only observed but controlled. Gates also agrees with the eugenics movement, his father being a director of planned parenthood, that certain unwanted gene traits, or even entire groups, can be expunged from humanity. If you're of a darker skin color, Bill Gates is not your friend. Because, eugenics is the ultimate expression of racism. Motivations Now, These are just two examples of this international cabal of technocrats, racists, self-proclaimed elitists and satanists. Yes, there are satanic undertones to this whole operation. Not all players are satanists, luciferians, gnostics, rosicrucians or even freemasons. But most of them are, or at least enjoy the benefits from their occultist masters. Geneva, Switzerland is the home of CERN, the European Centre for Nuclear Research, and the Large Hadron Collider, LHC. Switzerland is also home of one of the world's deepest and longest tunnels, known as the Gothard Tunnel. In 2016, CERN put on opening ceremony to commemorate the reopening of the Gothard Tunnel. To call it bizarre would be an understatement. The heads of state and other elites were present to join in the celebration. What they watched would be described as none other than a satanic ceremony depicting the return of the Dark One or Lucifer or whatever name one would use, to this physical plane, to usher in the Age of Illumination for mankind and bring us all out of our darkness. Why would a scientific research center put on such a demonic gala? Aren't we led to believe that religion and science don't mix? Yes, we are led to believe that and many other things. But it's not all true the best lie has a shred of truth in it. To tell a lie is to mislead. Certainly, science maintains the Genesis story of the Bible as being false, but so do the Gnostics, the Rosicrucians, the Satanists, the Luciferians, the Freemasons and on and on. Are all scientists satanic? Of course not. But one would have to question the motives of an organization like CERN, who has a statue of the Hindu God of Destruction, Shiva, in front of their building. It has been reported that the goal of CERN isn't necessarily to discover the Higgs boson, but to open portals with the intent of letting in the Enlightened One and his demons to our world. Some believe they already have opened portals. Some even believe these portals are being used as we speak to transport technology back and forth. Look. Whether you or I believe in this satanic nonsense is absolutely irrelevant. All of these secret organizations are based on these beliefs. All of them. You do not ascend to greater wealth, political power or fame unless you're a member or a player in these cults to one degree or another. Every institution on the planet has been infiltrated and compromised by these people. All of these cults have commonality as they trace their philosophy back to ancient Babylon and Egypt. These are called the mystery religions. It is thought that the Knights Templar returned to Europe with a heavy indoctrination of these teachings. They learned them from the Kabbalah sect of Judaism who learned them while the Jewish people were exiled to Babylon. Certain pillars are maintained in these beliefs, such as, enlightenment, immortality and eternal youth. Also key, is a spiritual requirement to telegraph each step in the plan before it is attempted. These people believe if they don't communicate their intentions, some cosmic balance will not align and it'll fail. Although they do reveal their intentions, up to now, these revelations have been quite cryptic. Someone would have to be consciously looking for these telltale signs. But since we've entered into the age of the new normal, they have been quite open about the plan. Enter COVID-19. We won't go into great depth into what brought us into this new normal. Most of my readers are quite familiar with Crimson Contagion, X Event 201 and Dark Winter. The alt-media has done a very thorough job reporting on these exercises. All of these were a simulation of an outbreak of some deadly disease. Oddly, Event 201 took place in October of 2019, just months before they went live with COVID-19. If you are picking up on my doubt as to the authenticity of this pandemic, you'd be right. In my observation, this is logically just another simulation they foisted on the globe, where we all are the crisis actors, only in our case. The pain and suffering is real and intentional. Event 201 was hosted by the Johns Hopkins University, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the World Economic Forum. The WEF is the newest player to the cabal. They are the vehicle by which the next steps in the plan will take place. This is the technocratic and international banking instrument, the globalists, of the plan. If you would go on their website you'd see they are quite open about what they hope to unleash on humanity. I'll give them credit. They are really thorough. Every aspect of human existence, down to what it means to be a human being is addressed on their site. They boldly state that by 2030, you'll own nothing and you will be happy. This pandemic was absolutely necessary for the plan to go forward. They use fear as a motivator, like good Satanists. The 20th century has been full of bogeymen we are all were to fear. Whether it was the Nazis, communism or terrorism, the world needed to be fixated on their fear. At any minute, the Soviets or Chinese could nuke us all off the planet. Al-Qaeda could pop up from around any corner and slit your throats with box cutters. But today, the enemy is invisible. It's a virus. It has to be invisible so they can control the narrative. Have you ever seen a virus? Nobody has. Not even virologists. I'm not going to go into the debate between germ theory and terrain theory here. That would be another article. Understand, a virus isn't found, they're made. They are then patented. After the Second World War, the US embarked on a project for mind control called Project Monarch and later MK-Ultra. The latter being hundreds of sub-projects all out to discover the key to controlling the minds and actions of mass populations. Please watch the documentary, The Minds of Men to Get the Full Idea of Just How Extensive This Research Was Ultimately, The Researchers Learned By introducing receptors in the brain they could remotely control what the subject thought, felt, heard, saw and perceived in the world around them. They could, with a certain electromagnetic frequency, control the subject completely, even alter their state of consciousness and reality. A technocrat's wet dream. Remember earlier we explained the Cabal uses communism as a tool. The world isn't new to experiment of Marxism. It failed. It wasn't only the economic aspect of its demise, but simply put, human beings aren't wired to share their things. At least, people aren't keen to be coerced into sharing. There's no such thing as the socialist man as Karl Marx put it. Ownership of property is a big deal to most people. It takes a lot of work and risk to achieve the ownership of houses, cars and other nice stuff. Simply ordering people through the threat of force that they must give up their property will only bring about conflict. But, what if you could alter the brains of every human being on the planet? That would be a huge undertaking. Who in their right mind would allow themselves to be altered in such a way? Do you see where we're going with this line of thought? The Vaccine In 2016, Profusa demonstrated the ability to inject biomarkers in the tissue of human beings laden with nanotechnology. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson admitted at a UN summit recently that injectable biotech is real and is now. These nanorobots linking everyone through smart cities into the Internet of Things, iot, through 5G networks. He went on to blather about surveillance, yada yada yada. The Moderna Pfizer vaccines are the first of their kind ever released on a population. It contains an mRNA antigen that will integrate with someone's chromosomes and rewrite their DNA. It will literally change their DELs into a virus factory. This would turn the recipient of such an elixir into a genetically modified organism, GMO, as well. GMOs are not naturally occurring and therefore can be patented according to international law. Ownership in people as defined, is slavery. With the nanotech and the vaccine keeping you happy and above all, not asking questions about your overlords, you can see how the population could be happy without owning anything. Please understand, this is not conjecture. They are openly talking about this. What they're not so open about is what is in the vaccine or the side effects. The Great Reset My readers have heard this phrase by now. Probably most understand what it's about. If not, this the great reset in a nutshell. The total destruction and removal of the current economic system, replacing it with a shared economy. The removal of all cash and replacing it with a global digital currency. Using automation to replace most employment, introducing a universal basic income, UB, in place of employment. Heavy taxation and penalties for your carbon footprint. No private ownership of anything for common people. No more meat. Just lab-grown meats. Smart growth initiatives, smart cities to replace current cities, set aside lands, no-go zones, holding populations to smart cities only. Travel will only be allowed by permission. The list goes on. But you're getting the picture of the Orwellian-Huxleyan world they have planned for those of us that aren't dead or in a concentration camp. All of this hinges on the success of mass vaccinations. Without the mind-altering vaccine, most of this will not happen without a war. Let there be food shortages, power grid failures, internet blackouts and the fear of COVID-21 or whatever poison they release on us next, and people will clamor for the vaccine and even martial law. They will surrender their freedoms in droves. Just look around at the foolishness of masks and social distances parading as science. Now explain to me how I'm wrong. Conclusion A look at the Georgia guide stones will tell you just what their plan is. It's been in plain sight the whole time. In it is the Cabal's vision of the future. One world government, one world religion, environmentalism, global population reduction, and so on. People have been sounding the alarm bell for decades and decades only to be ridiculed. Well, it's two minutes to midnight. The time is now. The Great Reset is nothing more than the New World Order under a new name. If masses of people don't wake up and reset the plan, it'll end in disaster for mankind. It'll be an extinction event. That's no exaggeration. Look at your kids, your spouse, your family and friends and realize if this plan goes any further you may never see them again. You may not even recognize them again if vaccinated. What it means to be human will be over. The total permanent enslavement of everyone. They will win and we will all lose everything.